sometimes make women less than, right? Like they were the ones to see him first. They were the ones to go to the empty tomb. And so I just love how Jesus makes everything, he turns everything upside down. Right. Nothing is as it's supposed to be considered in the world. Like everything looks slightly different because he elevates women in a way that wouldn't have been in that time. Hi there, I'm Paige, and thanks again for joining us this week on Study with Friends. We just finished up a multi-part series on Holy Week, and this week we follow up with a series all about a crucial aspect of our faith, the resurrection. Kathy is again taking us through different passages so that we might glean different truths for ourselves in what is really a big element for Christianity. If you'd like to get the homework to follow along, or need to come back and listen later, you can find all those resources and more on our website, studywithfriends.org. You can also listen to us on any of your favorite streaming apps, or you can watch the ladies study together on YouTube. Now let's begin in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, first I ask that you just um, lay a peace on all of us. Uh, those that are nervous, those that are not, but just um, just let us feel your calm in the room. Let us speak your words, not ours. Um, fill us with your spirit as you're in this room. Fill us with your understanding and your knowledge. Let us trust in you that what we say in this room is a blessing to you and your ears. Um, Lord, let it be a blessing to anyone who listens or who watches. And um, Lord, I just pray that uh, someone will grow or learn or somebody may come to you, Lord, because of what we do. Um, this is all to honor you and to, um, to give you glory, Lord to, wor- Lord, to worship you. And I just lift all of this up in your son's name. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies. So today we are talking about Jesus's resurrection. You guys are all looking at me so intently. <laughs> today we're talking about Jesus's resurrection. And so uh, we have just gone through Holy Week. And so now he comes back, which is a really big blessing for us. So what I first want to do is just to kind of, I want to get to know you guys a little bit. I want the audience to know you a little bit. So I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Kathy and I am heading up leading today. I am married, been married for a little over 20 years. I have three kids, 18, 17, and 13, kind of always forget the little one. And uh, I currently go to a non-denominational church. Hi, I'm Latanya. Um, I consider myself non-denominational. I attend the evangelical church, but I've been to an AME church, a Baptist church. I've attended the Catholic church, and I just, you know, like the Bible. Um, I am single. I don't have any children. I have four godchildren, and I love them to life. I am Jen. I have been married for 25 years. I have a older daughter who is 21, and I have a son who is 16. And I currently go to a Catholic church. I am Shay. I've been married to Tom for almost 25. We're right behind you. Um, We have three kids, 22, almost 20, and 15. Um, And like LaTanya, I've attended a variety of denominations over my whole lifetime, from Presbyterian to very charismatic. And um, I think we're currently attending um, a very community-oriented Baptist church. All right. So we have every all denominations covered, which is awesome. That's exciting. <laughs> so we get to hear different viewpoints from different people because there's always 
some minutia, some differences in there, which is really great. And that can give us grace in understanding each other better. So I love that. Um, today, like I said, we're going over the resurrection. And so what I want to do first is, is what I gave you guys is the resurrection, but in all four gospels. So four different books, slightly different, uh, but all the same story. So what I wanted to ask you guys first, kind of a, I didn't give you this question, but what's the benefit of having all four books of all, like four different versions? I think it's perspective of what even all four of us, we could be somewhere watching a particular event, but I know I'm attracted to sound, so I might hear something that someone else might not pick up, where you might be visual and you might see something that I missed. And so having the four gospels, um, the way they're written, they point us to Christ. They give us factual of like the date and time, but the events, it gives us a full picture that we might have missed of just on one person's account that took place. Do you find it redundant? Um, to be honest, the first time that I've read the Bible was as a non-believer, I was taking a class and it was intro to the gospel. And I, I did ask the professor, why are we reading the same thing four times? But now, like, more so into my walk, I can appreciate the four different accounts. What about you guys? Anything else? I think it's like on a Sunday when everybody hears the same sermon and afterwards you're discussing it with your spouse or your friends and you're like, oh, this was such a great sermon about, you know, Matthew and this. And they're like, what are you talking about? It was definitely about this other thing. Like you said, you, you hear different things, you pick up on different things, depending on where you are in your walk and where the Lord is pointing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So um, we're going to get started in just what I want to do is we're going through the resurrection kind of chronologically. Mm -hmm. So each book has a little different pieces, some different pieces that we put together chronologically. So we're only going to read from single gospels as we go through. So what I want to start to read at is Matthew 28, 1 through 7. Okay. I'm going to be reading from the New, Trans New Living Translation. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like shining, like lightning, and his clothing was a white snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke with the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen for, from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead to you to, Gal to, you, to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. Amen. Thank you. So that was Matthew 28, 1 through 7. All right, so hitting upon the hard things as you read the four different versions, right? So we read one, but there are four different ones. What do you do with some of the differences? Did you notice differences when you read, the, when you read each, each version? Well, yes, I noticed that in this version, they said there was one angel, and then another version, there were two angels. Yeah. So it was like you got more details in different versions that maybe the other um, author wasn't picking up on, or he didn't intend on focusing on because that wasn't a part of the gospel that he really wanted to hit on or the message that he wanted to share. For, so now you, Jen, in the way that you read it, you said you just read the resurrection. Did you read all different versions? I did. Okay. So what did you notice? In the, did you notice differences? I did notice differences. Yeah. And I think that it kind of made me think of, 
um, because of the fact that, you know, when it was translated, it was several, several years after um, it, the event had happened, right? So it kind of made me think of like telephone. So it's like, you know, you start with a message and as it goes on, the, the, the message kind of gets a little bit warbled. So, you know, where it may originally have been two, then it kind of scaled down to one. Um, but I think that the crux of the message is the same. So, um, you know, I thought that that's how I reconciled. It's like, okay, so because there's been so much time in between, it may not be the exact account of exactly how it happened that day, but it's close enough that you can still get the um, the the heart of it without it being exactly all right. Were there two? Was he wearing white? You know, did the woman go or did they stay? You know, things like that. Yeah. It's you still get the the overall message, which is the the message of hope, right? The good news that he came back. So, so can I hit on that a little bit? Sure. Because um, in saying that, that's some may say, then how do we know what's true? Right. If this was maybe a little bit whisper down the lane and that was maybe a little bit whisper down the lane, how do we know what's true in that version? Do you understand what I'm asking right. when, I, yeah. when I say that? So then is it true? Is it all God inspired or are we missing something when we read it? So just kind of throwing that out to all of you guys and thinking that like when you hear her answer saying it's I use the expression whisper down the lane because you said the telephone, mm -hmm. right? Where we would do uh -huh. same game, right? Yeah. Same game. <laughs> um, and so things would get missed, lost, or maybe confused. Um, do we think God works like that? Could that make sense? How does that reconcile with the rest of scripture? I know this was, I'm sorry, this yeah, was not one that question. was written. I know <laughs> it's a heavy question and it wasn't written in our notes or anything like that. So I'm just trying to, well, and we want to be careful with that kind of, I'm not saying I have the answer, but you want to yeah. be careful with that kind of answer because the original scripture was inspired. Mm -hmm. The translations, I think theologically, that's not the same thing. Um, so yeah, where do you go? Where do you, right, right. you, you want to be very careful? You want to be true to the original scriptures? Yeah. But I guess if you like do the research on how they validate the scripture is that through all the translations, it's validated because there aren't any miscues. So if it was translated this many times and it was and it was exactly the same in your version, my version, his versions a thousand times, then it's validated. But then if you also think of like, okay, the people who didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah, right? They still had a reaction to the tomb being empty, which it was like now we have to backpedal and figure this out. So there has to be truth in it. Yeah. Like even the believer said it the non-believers witnessed it, there has to be truth in it from where I sit. So you reconcile that there's truth in it, mm -hmm. and yet there's still some of these puzzle pieces that we don't understand, that don't maybe link together in the way that makes complete sense to us, which I think is totally fair, because you're right, sometimes you see two angels, sometimes you see one, mm -hmm. and that could be confusing. Does it mean the one writer just left one out? Or does it mean that the one writer didn't see? So there are a lot of questions right. in when we take apart just this little section of the gospels that are in there. And so I think we want to be fair and honor them and recognize that they're there. Right. And so in reading commentary, one was saying that they only mentioned one angel because he was doing the speaking. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. while, so it was like, why am I going to focus on the other guys standing there yeah. mm -hmm. when this, what was being said was mainly important. Very cool. Thanks. So the one thing that is standard in every single one of these gospels is timing. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing in every single version. 
Why was that so important? Why did the timing matter? Did you notice the timing? Yeah, um, I did underline it the first day of the week, yep. early in the morning. Um, very early on the first day of the week was commonly said in all four versions. Um, for us as believers, that like that's a fact. Like this is the specific day, the time of year, and the like the time of day. So there's no dispute of it of when Mary and Mary went to the tomb, mm -hmm. and with the guards being there. So even the guards who went back to um, their bosses, it's like, yep, it was early in the morning, and we got scared and ran away. There's there's no disputing it. Anybody else on timing? Um, so the Sabbath ends at sundown mm -hmm. Saturday. They wouldn't have been able to do business before then. Mm -hmm. So one of the versions, I, I don't recall which one, specifically says then they went and bought the spices because they wouldn't have been able to do that until the Sabbath was over. Yeah. So, so chronologically, it has to make sense. Right. right. If they keep reiterating the time. Right. Based on the current culture at yeah. that time, you would not have been able to go to your market and purchase your spices and to make all the rest of this happen. Yeah. So, and he talks about timing over and over again before he dies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He talks about timing. I'll be resurrected in three days, right. right? So he comes back and constantly talks about timing. So that was the one thing that really honed, I, I noticed over and over that there were no discrepancies that it was the first day of the week mm -hmm. and it was early in the morning. And so I just thought that it was a fascinating little tidbit that he can always come back to and be like, I told you this timing <laughs> was right where it was supposed yeah, yeah. to be. <laughs> right. Don't, didn't you listen to me? So who were the first people to the tomb? Who were some of the first people? Mary and Mary. Mary and Mary, yep. All the Marys. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right all the Marys. Who else? Peter. Sol is it Salome? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Salome was there. Well, we have one mention of Joanna. Right. Because <laughs> I texted Kathy this mm -hmm. week and I was like, who's Joanna? <laughs> <laughs> Why have we never seen Joanna? I've read this book before. How do I not yep. know who Joanna is? That's a small crack. So what's the, what does it matter? What's the significance of the women that showed up there? I mean, Mary was delivered through Jesus of the demons. Um, the other Mary was, isn't she the mother of? James. James. Mm -hmm. um, so all of them have had encounters with Jesus. Um, what's the big thing they all share in common? Well, they were all followers. Yes. They were all women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I think that's huge. Yes. Yeah. I really don't want to throw that away. Well, and specifically because it, depending on which um, which gospel you go by, you know, they they do go out and they spread the news, right? Mm -hmm. Men were not. Why would men believe them? You know what I mean? These yep. women are hysterical. Like, well, you know, no, that's not, that's, you know, I mean, they had trouble believing other men that came mm -hmm. in and said the, you know, the, the good news. So I think that just the fact that he specifically was like, I'm going to give this information to the women and give them the power to say that I have returned is amazing. I am curious though, and maybe this is just my um, newness or, um, you know, ignorance. Why wasn't his mother there? Of all the Marys, <laughs> don't you think she would want to go and see him? <laughs> It's a good question. Yeah, her name is not mentioned. Now, a lot of it says all the women, mm -hmm. but maybe they would mention her if it was important that she was there. Maybe she was in mourning. Maybe there was mm -hmm. um, 
in Jewish times that they did this time of mourning, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there, she may have been in mourning, so she may not have been able to. So it doesn't say why. It doesn't. The scripture doesn't give us the information, but they mm-hmm. do say that all of these other women were there, ready to anoint him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, were I'm these sure. all women that attended the crucifixion? Mark mentions that Salome right. was there. Yeah. Now, I, I, same thing. We don't know through scripture. It says women in yeah. a lot of areas. It says the women were there. Um, so that's a great question to look back on and to say which ones they were in particular. But there were, yeah, so a lot of them were there. And they stayed, like, so this is, I just love this, the way he does this, because the men left, right? Peter said, I'm not with him. And then they were, like, hibernating in a house, and all these women went to see the crucifixion. And then they all came to his tombstone afterwards. Like, I think that just shows extraordinary like courage on their part that others weren't displaying. And so when we sometimes make women less than, right? Like they were the ones to see him first. They were the ones to go to the empty tomb. And so I just love how Jesus makes everything, he turns everything upside down. Right. Nothing is as it's supposed to be considered in the world. Like everything looks slightly different because he elevates women in a way that wouldn't have been in that time it's just so interesting to me on how like culturally we put down women in their role but i don't think that's what god intended us to do and so like with women being on the forefront and for them to you know spread the news that he is risen and the men may have been consumed by their emotions like Socially, we don't like to think that men are emotional beings. And so they were filled with grief, which their grief blinded them to who Jesus um, Jesus was to them and thinking like he died, it's done. But not, but forgetting that when they were at that table, it's like my death doesn't finish it. My death is like the beginning. Yeah, yeah that's a good point because I had a conversation with um, my husband recently and um, the crux of it was is that he says that you know, women are considered human beings, and men are, comp- are considered hum- human doers. So, if that, with that respect, it's like once he died and was buried, there's nothing left for the men to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but then they took up work once they realized he had returned and said, "Now we got to go spread the news." Yeah, you know what I mean. So the women were being; they were in that moment. They were. They were, you know, sitting in that moment and saying, okay, you know, we're going to care and, and doing what women naturally do. We're yeah. going to care. We're going to care with him, for him until he's dead. And then we're going to care for him after he's, after he's gone. Yes. And that's just the nature of, of how he created us. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's a really good point is that, you know, the men, you know, even if they were emotionally distraught, they're mm-hmm. not going to show it because the doing is done. The work right. is done. Yeah until and and that was part of you know again maybe the reason why he gave the women the job to go and and say hey you need to you need to pay attention to this you need to come back because the work is not done right so yeah yeah and it's just funny even as you say that i think that too because the women didn't know he was coming back either right Mm -hmm. right because he says to them later like why are you crying so they didn't know either that he was coming back but in their compassion for him in their love for him they wanted to show him love even after his death yes so that's just a great, like, it's it's not that they were smarter or better than the men, right? It's just that they were different. They showed their love in a different way. And so, and he and God did what he always does was glorify that and mm-hmm. showed how important that was, that the women did what they were, they're, what they were supposed to do, right? What they were gifted with in this, ta- in this time, in this era. So when they went there, uh, 
do you notice at one time they wondered who's going to move the stone? Yes. Mm-hmm. So why would that be? Just being I mean, as very women, practical. As women, it's like they're not as strong to move this right. heavy stone. And there are going to be guards there. Would the guards be helpful to them? Or would they push them away? Mm-hmm. Would they be persecuted because they wanted to show this respect with the with the spices to honor Jesus? And so, but with it, like thinking about those things as they're walking and talking, it still shows like their courage and their faith that like we're going through this and this is what we're going to do because Jesus was so good to me. Yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. You're right. Like they had no idea who was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like how would we get this done? I just thought to myself, it was a wonder when they got there and it yeah. was gone, but I didn't even think about the literal fact of they went anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they were planning on doing this no matter what. Mm-hmm. And their only issue was, is who's going to move it for us. Yeah, that's more courage than I feel like sometimes I have. Really? Yeah, because I don't know if I go through with a plan without having everything lined up in advance, Mm -hmm. right? Like even coming today, I got my notes, I got my questions, (laughs) right? Like, so I'm not walking in going, oh my gosh, I hope someone does whatever, right? Like Mm -hmm. I I came prepared in advance for... (laughs) Hopefully, whatever befalls us, I've come prepared in <laughs> advance. We'll see if that's the case or not. But hopefully, I've come prepared. But they go there, and they don't even know right. if mm. someone's going to move that stone for them. So they have the courage to go there and just go, we're going to have to figure it out. But then that's also like another message that God is telling us, right? Mm-hmm. You have these obstacles, a guard, a huge stone in front of you. But when you have faith and you know that I'm with you, these obstacles are going to be moved so that you can do what I'm asking you and what's needed for the purpose. Yep, that's truth. It's awesome, thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're moving on to the angels, what they looked like. So let's describe the appearance of them and how that might tie in with our image of God. What did they look like? Well, they appeared in clothes as white as snow. Mm-hmm. They appeared young, mm-hmm. like lightning. So we have a couple different, mm-hmm. very dazzling <laughs> descriptions. Right. Certainly terrifying in some way or another, whether because the women didn't know what, who they were, what was happening, they're overwhelmed. How does the white, the bright, the dazzling, how does all that tie into all of God's imagery in throughout scripture? And go back to the Old Testament, mm-hmm. like when he appeared, it was in brightness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it had to let them know, like, okay, this is from God as an indication if you know the scriptures from before. I always think about that light versus darkness. Like he brings light into the world and I'm studying Genesis somewhere else and he brings light into the world before he even brings the sun into the world. So he creates lightness and darkness or there is darkness and then he creates lightness where there is none and he sustains that for a couple of days before he creates the sun and the moon. And so I just always think about and then you know we turn to light, right? When we turn to Jesus, we turn to light. And so it's always this imagery of light and brightness, like everywhere Jesus goes. And so just thinking about how even sometimes we love the day and more scared of the night, like it's just this image of light and dark, I think always kind of permeates our life. Hi, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you've found some great truths to apply to your life and some encouragement as you walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group and want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. 
If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study with Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that's a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email on our website, studywithfriends.org. We have plenty of other resources that are all free to you when you go there. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.